Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakuryu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the lovely snowy season of December 23rd, 2022. I'm your host, Ken, and with me, we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hello, everyone. Ginky. Oh, Ginkies and Deeds. And uh, actually, it's been a while since all three of us have been showing up. It so. has. Good while. I missed you guys. <laughs> it's same, nice same, same. having the tripod back. Yes, yes. But yeah, what you guys been listening to as of late? Let's start with you, Gray. Yeah, so I have been listening to a lot of stuff that we talked about two weeks ago. Uh, I've mostly been focusing on stuff for the end of the year, and I don't want to talk about it too much because I want to save it, and that is next week. So I've really been going back listening to some of the good stuff that you know we've been listening to throughout the year. But a couple of things that I've been listening to that I will talk about today is I am still enjoying uh, Cyborg Oretachi, which is Hal Cowley's album all the way back from, I think, 07. Uh, still enjoying that when I can. It's just a lot of fun. And I've still been enjoying Stars by Milk because, I mean, that was just awesome. Uh, Astro's last release was really good, and I'm still enjoying that. Uh, Then going back, I was enjoying Like by Octpath this week as well. And I I just, I really, really liked it. Uh, I haven't been listening to Chainsaw Blood. I've kind of been moving away from it a bit and stuff because... I, I mean, I like that song. It hit real hard uh, when it dropped, and I was loving it. But you know, it you know, I, I've kind of moved away from it and starting to listen to some other stuff. Uh, also, been going back and listening to White Jam's Mirror album, which is really good uh, and stuff. So that's just a little bit of what I've been listening to, and some other stuff that I'm eagerly anticipating talking about next week. Other than that, Luna, what have you been listening to? My holiday playlist, I have like a winter playlist and then I revamped it and was trying to be respectful and did one artist for each song versus my other one. It's shocked full of doubles by a lot of artists. So I got Boa with Medicudi because I have to listen to that every season. It is hands down my favorite Boa ballad and it is the perfect winter ballad in every way. Also been listened to Bonnie Pink, her chain mini album which is all at holiday music and chain is an original song but she does a lot of covers like let it snow i'm trying to think of the other one um i'm trying to think of some of the names of them because i can tell you i always forget like names of holiday songs i know it sounds weird but i recommend her chain album it's streaming also holy moly holy night by chanmin and sky high e-girls merry merry xmas mr snowman boom boom christmas Yumi Matsutoya, Koibito no Santa Claus. I have to listen to that every single year. And I also love some of the covers that people have done over the years, like Shimitani Hitomi and Scandal. Also was listening to Tommy Heavenly Six's holiday single, I Love Xmas, because she has two tracks on there. I Love Xmas and The Case. Both of those are super rad. And then some Nishino Kana with Dear Santa. Amuro Namie with Christmas Wish. Suki... And Just You and I, I love Christmas Wish. It is absolutely beautiful, perfect for the season. But Just You and I and Suki are great winter ballads, along with White Light, which is a very well-known one. And also uh, Miyu, Very Merry Xmas, Kira's White, Adashi, I Can't Wait for Christmas. Atarayo released a new track, and it's called Christmas Night, which is fantastic. And Ayaka Xmas Santa, which is also very, very good. And along with the girls, I love Dream. And their Blanket Snow song is one of my favorite winter tracks. I just absolutely love it. It puts me in good feels. Hamasaki Ayumi has several winter ballads I love. Carols, No Way to Say, or two of my top ones. I also love Days. But every time I watch Day, I listen to Days, I want to cry because it is so sad. Kuraki Mai Winter Bells. I always forget about it, and then I go back and I look, and it's on Apple. It's under the Detective Conan (laughs) album, which is ridiculous, because that's the only way to get her music, but I highly recommend it. 
May J also has a Christmas album, which I highly recommend. I I love. She's a couple melodies on medleys on there, like the Santa Claus medley. Sakamoto Maya also has a holiday album, Driving in the Silence. That is super nice. If you want some chill holiday music that's original, I highly recommend it. Kodakumi, I always have her in my winter ballad list. I mean, y- y'all know she does great winter ballads. You Stay With Me, Yumenu Uta, Futari Day, just to name a few. Kokia also has a holiday album called Christmas Gift that's streaming on Apple. I highly recommend it. She does a lot of covers, but she does some original ones too. She does I'll Be Home for Christmas, Three King, The Three Kings of Orient, Orientar. Uh, she's a Christmas medley on there, but it's a really nice little mini album. If you want relaxing music with smooth opera-like vocals, I highly recommend it because Kokia has a very unique voice. Also went back to my Hiromi because she she has one called Hello Mr. Santa Claus featuring Miku from Yakim. And she also has a winter EP called Hot Chocolate that I absolutely love. And she does a great rendition of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. So I have been on this holiday playlist, which I do every year. In addition to that, I do Last Christmas and Boa has a cover of it. Foxy Miss does their own mashup, which I honestly freaking love and there's just so many great holiday songs out there that I recommend double does winter love song which I absolutely love and crystal k also is happy xmas 045 I recommend checking out her cover of no more blue christmas because it's really good and she has that winter album called shining fukuhara mio mio her Love Winter Song EP is great. You get three awesome holiday songs. So I'm going to stop because I can just think of a million. I got a million winter songs. I was going to say, I mean, you guys are visiting the past. Well, <laughs> for the most part. Hey, one wasn't uh, visited the past. Atarayo <laughs> and Yuri. Yuri Atarayo. One. Only, only Atarayo. <laughs> but for a majority, uh, like you, you were listening to a lot of past uh, winter songs. And, and and lovely winter tracks here. Honestly, I didn't listen to any winter tracks. Uh, I was listening to a bunch of hodgepodge of things, and especially a lot of things since I came back from Japan, because I've just found new artists, because social media is the only way that you can drive these songs now. So I was listening to Austin City Club Set Sail Modern Love Tokyo single, Absolutely fantastic. You talk about smooth vocalists, like how you were just saying a little while ago, Luna. I would highly recommend you listen to Austin City Club's late single there. I am. Um, I also highly recommend for you, Luna, to listen to um, I Love You Orchestra Sting Style and their latest single, Chamomile. I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's absolutely fantastic. Regarding to the style of what it is, it's lo-fi. So I, even though the name is called "I Love You Orchestra Sing Style Gray," I would not recommend them. I wouldn't recommend them for you. Um, I also was listening to "Lemonade" featuring Young Girl by Pinaco. Highly recommend it if you guys love Pinaco, especially for you, Luna. Um, "Colors" by Yama. She's an absolutely up and coming, fantastic vo- vocal artist, digital vocal artist at this point. She's starting to make her rounds in the. I'm using quotes here, physical realm, because she is showing her appearance much more so than ever. She actually just appeared on First Take, which was a very interesting thing to see her on. So, and speaking of Vondi Gray, I was listening to Vondi's Wasude Mono single, which is absolutely fantastic. Highly recognize that as well as the, his uh, Oki Tegami single as well. So, a lot of hodgepodge things here. I was also listening to This Is The Last with the Kisu So's and Foy with Sayonara Single. The only Christmas song, I will I will put that in there, that I was listening to is Yudi's Christmas Eve single, which is also fantastic. I highly recommend it. But the one song that actually was just really wrecking me, I, I want to say this 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 week was uh first love to be honest and it wasn't anything to do 
with it showing up on the Oricon, I mean, it was a reason to kind of think about it again. But there, I highly recommend it. If you guys have Netflix, go watch First Love, the, the new drama that is from Japan that this song is attached to. Even Hatsukoi is also attached to this as well. It's absolutely fantastic, and it is something that is on my mind constantly. It is actually taking me away from Crisis Core, which is something that I never thought I'd say because I want to finish that game very badly. <laughs> so, but yeah, huge hodgepodge of things there. But with that, let's move on to this week's music corner here, and I have the lovely reins to take the reins here. And it is the wonderful artist of Kanadachi. Now, she is a singer-slash-songwriter from Gifu Prefecture who actually made her debut back in 2017. But for her major claim to fame here is actually from 2014 via the Line X Sony Music Audition event, which, you know, Adachi actually became a Grand Prix finalist. So they've been kind of keeping her their eye on her for a long time and you know throughout 2017 she was working with line through various projects such as commercials and variety shows and she also debuted as an actress during that time as well and then in august you know debuting with sony music entertainment records she her debut single kimochi egao suku kata and kikuchi kokoro was wowing viewers and she's been doing that ever since and you know one of the things that you'll probably see her with is you know she's dabbling with the girl with the tartar guitar bit from time to time however she brings that more traditional style with a more modern flair and one of the things that i really appreciated is her very cheerful vocal style and range that she kind of uses to kind of stand her out from that crowd you know you got tracks like good day no make walk and hitoyo gadi which makes the best out of her style and really shows her individualism in that genre which is making a resurgence over the past couple of years but while i do really do love her solo work it has to be said that her collaboration works are absolutely fantastic and actually brings out a a wonderful side that i never thought i would be able to hear from her you know you got sing songs like like it wings to fly and recently with uh, yura fu futa with artists like taniyuki um maru maruri and mizuki and fellow uh, music corner alums rudolfo you know they're bringing out the best of her and it's one of the things that i really could wish i could see a lot of and you know when i found her a while back i was a little bit hesitant to introduce her because of just how her style is and i knew that you would probably like her luna but i wasn't sure about gray here but let's start with luna first of how did you think of kanadachi i loved her actually i really liked her vocals i also liked her compositions because you're right she knows how to use what she has and i respect that because yeah she might be that girl with the guitar but at the same time you you don't get that from listening to her music not like some it's very obvious i feel like she can do both you know she still has this poppy feel but she still has that guitar girl with the guitar in certain instances and i think her collaborations like you said are fantastic all the ones that i heard i love though i love Yurari Futari featuring Tani Yuki because their vocals just matched each other so well. They complemented each other as you listen to that. And it just flows and and like um Wings to Fly was absolutely fantastic. And the other one that I mean like I I just loved what you know, like you said, those artists brought out the best in her. I wanna say my favorite track was probably Good Day and Hitori Yogati were two of my like absolute standout ones but I honestly was sold on her pretty much when I got into her I album I really got into her because every song was just fire I felt yeah, I was like gonna say, her her I album is really really good oh yeah it was 
It was. And like, yeah, yeah, I there were some songs I really enjoyed, but it didn't stand out to me as much as I. And once I got to I and, you know, I heard like Little Flower and Like It featuring Rudolph, you know, it just kept going. Like every track was so good. I would stop and look like, what song is this? What song is this? This is really good. And even with Anatagaite, I greatly enjoyed it. And I was just like, oh my God, this is really good too. And I learned I shouldn't listen to some of this while I'm driving because then I want to look at my phone and see what track it is. Because I'm like, this is great. And I just felt she was a nice breath of fresh air too from what I've been listening to. And I'm looking forward to her new album that'll be coming out. I would have to say, you know, for me, I really, her eye album is fantastic. And honestly, Hanashi Ga Aru really showed that, yeah, she has some range and power to her vocals because just how she is able to enunciate her, her emotional style through that song was so great. I agree. I agree. And I like that you can really hear the power in her vocals and, you know, in certain stats, you know, tracks are just stand out. And I think that's kind of what blew me away as I was listening to her. I was just very, I was pleasantly surprised. And, you know, like, like shifting gears to how you thought about her, Gray. And I know that off air, we were talking about how much you really loved her piano work and Hanashi Garu is really really good and a really good example of that yeah hanashi got aru is a fantastic track and definitely i i recommend it i mean her whole i album is really good like luna was saying i really enjoyed that uh but one of the tracks that i really felt showcased her piano work that i i really liked was uh ame no hiwa which is yeah. the last track on her latest album, uh, Anata Gaite. Yeah. yeah I, I And I really liked Anata Gaite. I, I thought that was a great album, too. Uh, so, I mean, it was really good. And she's gotten a lot of really good releases that she's had this year. I liked Walk. I liked Limit. Imadake was really good. I do think the highlight of her releases this year is uh, Yura Ri Futari. Th- that's a really good song. Tani Yuki does a great job with it as well. And yeah. I, it's just, it's, re- it's a really good release. I-, I wound up really liking that. And obviously, I liked like it um, featuring Rudolph because I mean, Roy- Rudolph was my boy. So I- obviously, Gee. I like that track. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I, it's, it's beyond me. I don't. I don't know why I like that one at all. Uh, but she she's good. She is. She's really good. She's a really good. Uh, like I think she has really good composition, and she's got really good vocals to back it up. So it was like on one hand she's like a, a powerhouse vocalist, and on like the other hand she's a really strong songwriter too, and and that that's really what you're looking for most of the time. It's like, you want both really. Sometimes you get one, sometimes you get the other, but you you want artists to have both. You want really good song compositions with great vocals. And I think she really delivers. And so I, I did, I really liked uh, Kana Adachi. I thought she was fantastic. And I, I had a ton of fun with her and uh, I wound up adding both her I album and her, uh, Anata Gaite album to my uh, library, so I-, I will be listening to this more uh, yeah. in the weeks to come. I'm just, I'm just happy that we are able to end the year strong <laughs> music corner with this. <laughs> I agree. You, you did a really good job picking Kanadachi. I think she was a magnificent choice. Uh, yeah, no, she was fantastic, and it, it's always nice to end the year strong. So I, I agree with that. And like I say. Like I said off air, if I ever choose a female vocalist again, just shoot me because I've done like four out of the last like five or six that I've I've done over the last couple of weeks that I've done Music Corner, and it's <laughs> I was like, yeah, when I, when I was going through like spoilers when I was going through my new artists of the year, I was like, man, all the new artists that I've ended up really liking were female folk uh, solo female vocalists. 
Uh, that's a problem. <laughs> is it though? Is it a problem? <laughs> I have the same thing. Y'all know where I fall. <laughs> but yeah, as we were talking about earlier, currently Kanadachi has seven physical singles, eight digitally released singles, and three studio albums, with a fourth album titled Seeker that will be coming out on February of 2023. So if you guys go on our site to check out Music Corner, be sure to check out our official website, Twitter, and Instagram, along with the music video of her digital single, Walk, as well. So I'm glad you guys liked her. Like I said, I was a little bit hesitant because I'm like, you know, it's I've been laying on thick with the female vocalist. But yeah. With that, let's continue on to the Oricon here. And this was a very interesting week before we go on our break for from the Oricon, because this is literally the last week we'll see the Oricon, because uh, we'll talk about the Oricon next week again, but it'll be the year roundup one. So I don't think they'll have a release schedule as much. Or if they will, it will be the following week, I think they take the year or the week off. So, but it's all right. You know, there are a couple of things of notes that we have to talk about, but let's talk about number 10 here is uh, Hanikami Shoto by Inarikos Me. Now, see, it's it's been a while. And I I think all three of us was here when we were talking about Not Equals Me's latest release. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, not much more we can say about this than than we haven't said beforehand. So, this week it sold a lovely 8,359 copies. Going on up to number 9, it is Choo Choo Train by The Fantastics from Exile Tribe. And as our resident Exile Tribe lover here, why did you talk about what you thought about there, Luna? So, I I feel like I've talked about Choo Choo Train by Fantastics from Exile Tribe before. I mean... I still love the original Choo Choo Train, you know? I mean, there's really not much more I can say about it. I would say I, mean, I, think, I love the original too, but, uh, but I specifically I think, I think only like the Exiles one. Oh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Fantastics did do a decent job covering it. I still am going to go with Exile over the Fantastics, but I think Fantastics did a, you know, decent job with it. I honestly was little worried at first you know but i'm like okay but I, i'm if i'm gonna choose i'm still gonna pick exile over the fantastics but i, I think still the think Excel's it was okay version i think the exiles version of juju train is the bar for other juju train covers to try and reach at least yeah and, they you try know, to like with top it, it being yeah with it it being in-house with you know rhythm zone and stuff like that it's a little bit much more easier to see where they're coming from but you know, for for me, I I thought it was all right. I can see these the the points that they're trying to make this their own cover version of it, but in the back of my mind, I just kept on thinking of the XL one, and and it's an unfortunate one that I shouldn't really be doing that because of the fact that you know this song is how it's super famous. Like there's covers of this all over the place, but the the fact is that if especially if they're coming from rhythm zone it's hard it's very difficult not to think of the xl version and i know that we had our talks with this particular version with you gray because originally you didn't know it was a cover <laughs> no i i had no idea i was ignorant on that one and i i do i know i do like this one i've only heard the exile one once and i i do need to go back and listen to it because it's been a while uh, I do tend to have a bias of the first iteration of a song. If I like it, that that's my preference. And this, unfortunately, was the one that I heard first. So I, I don't know if it's the best. Uh, I know I'm biased toward it because of I heard it and I really liked it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then so like, but I, I do, I like this release. I, th- I think it's really good. Uh, it's nice to see the song kind of still, you know, be relevant in modern day and uh, it'll never not be relevant my friend. <laughs> never not it, be relevant. It, in well, subculture it, this song will always live on this song will live on more than us this song lived on more than yes. the original artist of this song has 
Well, there you go. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's a good song. I, it, it deserves to be covered to, to oblivion and back. So I, I did. I, I liked it. I, I, I think this is a good release uh, for Fantastics. I think it says a lot about that the that the cover was the better track of this. I still didn't care much for Geary Geary Ride It Out. It's okay. I don't think it's a terrible song. Technically, I, I should be fantastic. judging that song a little bit more harder than than Choo Train because of the fact that it's the original song that they are doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's an it's an original track for them, and I'm like, eh, it's okay, I guess. Uh, the, <laughs> the the cover I liked drastically better. But yeah, I mean, you know, with, with Choo Train, I think. It's the same because pretty much in modern time for our generation, I'm saying for for people that were listening into Japanese music around our age now, for the most part, that wasn't brand new. You know, it's hard not to think of the the, the Exile version. And I know that that is doubly so for you, Luna. Yep. Regardless, this week it sold a wonderful 10,627 copies. And going on up to number eight, it is Tomo Ni and Gin no Ryu no Seini no Te by the wonderful Miyuki Nakashima. Now, it's been a while for her. This is her, like, 47 single as an artist. And, you know, this is another one of her resurgences that she's been coming by. I mean, her last release was uh, 2019. But, you know, she's a vocalist that is very high regard with the industry. Another pillar of, like, solo vocalist of her era. So, this is a first for all of us, to be honest, to be introduced to her work. But, it's interesting regardless let's hear what you thought about it first gray yeah no i wound up really liking uh Tomoni and gin no ryu no seni note uh i thought they were both really good tracks i i think gin no ryu no seni note is a little bit better uh, but Tomoni, I was really good too. Uh, Miyuki Nakijima is not an artist I'm super familiar with, uh, and uh, I did. I really wound up liking this release. Now I didn't hit the plus sign on it, but I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was a really good. It, I felt like it shook things up a little bit from normal. Uh, it, it's just it's not a pop tune that we're used to and and I think that's another thing that attracted me to it this is a little different than what we typically cover on here and I, I liked it overall I, I now you know your mileage might vary but uh, I thought it was pretty good for what it was and I, I liked it like I, said, I don't know if I'll go back and hit the plus I don't see me listening to this multiple times uh, but it was really good the one time I heard it I kind of got to enjoy it and uh I'm glad that I did get to hear it. So, uh, but like I said, I don't see me, you know, going back and listening to this while I'm at work. It's just not something I see me doing. So, uh, I liked it for what it is. And, uh, it's nice to see a veteran artist come back. What did you think, Luna? So, I mean, I did like it, but it's typical Miyuki Nakajima. I mean, I'm familiar with her works. And I'm glad to see her on here. I mean, I thought Tomoni was okay. I did think Gino Yono Seninote was a better track as it displayed more emotion. And you can really hear that within the vocals. But at the same time, it also is like a throwback to the early 90s, late 80s for me and her music from that time period. So I feel like it's a double-edged sword because it, it does stand out in Oricon because everything on Oricon so modern. And then you get a single like Tomoni Gino Ryuno Seni Note, which obviously is, you know, a her style. And she doesn't change that. She doesn't really modernize a lot of her tracks. It, it kind of stays that same 80s, 90s feel, which, I mean, I don't mind. But I also would love to hear her make some of her songs more modern but i mean it was it was what i would expect out of miyuki nakajima yeah like what you just said like what you just said luna it is her style and 
it feels like something out of that era. And we just went through this with with Glay, I think. Oh, like a month and a half to two months ago, Gray, where it seems like that era is coming back, but they didn't. It doesn't sound natural. <laughs> so yeah, speak. it doesn't sound current. Yeah, and not to say that it's bad that it that it's coming back because it's not. It's not. You'll once you guys look at next week's episode, you'll know why. Where there is ways to do a throwbacks to that style while still making it somewhat modern. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and we've covered groups, you know, like 31989, who is a throwback group, you know, the, but that sounds modern uh, and stuff. So there are ways to do it to, to like kind of like modernize it and stuff and not sound like it came out, you know, 20 years ago. And they, you know, they just discovered the audio file today, you know, like, there, there are ways to do it. And uh, I could definitely see this. And I think you just perfectly just summarized how I really feel about this song. It sounds like a song that they just found and they're like, oh, cracks is a song that she never released yet. Let's put it up now <laughs> kind of thing. And I, I don't mean that any disrespect because I know that she is a pillar in the industry and what she does, it's really, really important. But the thing is, I think the only reason why this is relevant as of right now is because the movie that it's attached to is really, really popular right now. That makes sense. But regardless with Tomoni and Yinoryu no Seini no Te, this week it sold a wonderful 11,021 copies. And going on up to number 7, it is Beat Eater slash Awake Now by Vivid Bad Squad. And I, to be honest, I rolled my eyes when I saw vivid bad squad on it but this really surprised me and i know it really surprised all of us to be honest and one of the vocal minorities of just how we did not like their latest release here was was you gray now you know what you they just released one a while ago with with i think it was rad dogs i think it was like that or something like that but it was it was not good <laughs> but how, how did you think of beat eater and awake now though uh yeah this was not this is you don't talk about unexpected i think beat eater and awake now i, th I think we both kind of rolled our eyes when we saw it it's like oh you know like you look at it and you, you feel like you know what you're getting and stuff and uh, you know this was surprisingly interesting uh beat eater is a fun interesting song and Awake Now is also fun and interesting. Uh, the one th thing that I will say about both of these tracks is they really feel like they're made for a rhythm game. And I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but like listening to it, it's just like, oh, this is a rhythm game song. And, well, and, I mean, it is from a, yeah, I mean, it a is. rhythm game. <laughs> but, but I'm saying like, it, it just, it just, I don't know. It feels like a, like, it doesn't sound like a song like someone would naturally write, if that makes any sense. It sounds like a song that was made intentionally to go in a rhythm game, if that makes any sense. Uh, and I think that was like the only detractor that I actually It, it was made for product, not for release. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I did. I wound up liking Beat Eater and Awake Now quite a lot. I, I thought they were pretty good. I didn't hit the plus sign on it. I don't see me going back and listening to it, uh, but I enjoyed it for what it is. This was definitely a nice surprise. Uh, I'll, I'm interested to see what Vivid Bad Squad does next. Maybe uh, that they might actually drop a song that I might go back and listen to multiple times. Uh, but as it stands, I think Beat Eater and Awake Now are, are pretty good for what they are. They, they you know they do service that rhythm game style very well and. I, I can definitely see them being fun songs to play in the rhythm game that they're featured in, but uh, as a just a just a listening thing, I, it's okay. Um, but what did you think about it, Luna? So I felt the same as Ken and Nat because as soon as I saw 
Vivid Bad Squad on there, I was just like, ugh. And I was actually surprised that Beat Eater, Beat Eater and Awake Now were not what I expected. I actually thought the vocals were pretty good. The composition was decent. I didn't hit the plus sign, but I was a little taken aback. Like, oh, these are not what I was expecting. I And I'm glad to see that, that they changed it up a bit and put something out that was a lot more enjoyable and I understand their their appeal to a lot of people and I know it's not always tailored to tailored to you know the type of music I like but I yeah I thought Beat Eater Awake Now were pretty decent and it was a uh, it was nice to see that yeah, no, that's for darn sure. And like you just, both of you guys both echoed here. The only problem that I have is, especially in Awake Now, it's very, very noticeable. But the Vocaloid in that particular track just does not match overall. And I get it because this particular group and sub, this franchise that it's a part of is Vocaloid heavy. I just wish that we could just take that small part out for, for the week now, and I think it would be a much better song. But that's just me. But regardless, this week is so the lovely 11,307 copies here. And going on up to number six, it is Baby You by Fudanjuku. So uh, Music Homer alums here. And people that we've actually been championing for a while now. So what did you guys think of this release? Let's start with you, Luna. So I loved Baby You by Fudanjuku. I I hit the plus sign immediately. The vocals were fantastic. I mean, they were strong and powerful, and it really showed off what they can do. And yeah, I mean, it's not, it's, in a way, it's still kind of like generic pop in a sense. But at the same time, I loved that. And I felt like that's what I needed. They needed this, you know, I wouldn't say a generic release, but it... Even though it, because I know Fudanjuku, there's some tracks that they have that are out there that are out there that are you know very memorable, and I still think Baby You is memorable to me because of how well their vocals stand out. I mean, yeah, it might seem like your typical by the numbers track, but I loved it, and I just thought it was a fantastic release. I was I was pleasantly surprised in general. And I, I do like Fudanjuku, so, I mean, for the most part, I like their music. But Baby You pulled me in absolutely immediately. And that does not happen very... You know, that doesn't happen too much. But this was my track of the week. Yeah, no, this was an amazing release by Fudanjuku. Uh, I really am happy to see these ladies uh, back on, uh, on the chart because, uh, you know, it was two weeks, it was about two months ago, I, I covered them for Music Corner, and I wound up loving, you, you know, really enjoying them, and uh, I thought this was a fantastic release, and really, you know, even though they had a lot of releases that I really enjoyed when we covered them, I think Baby U is shooting up to be one of my favorite releases that they put out. Uh, it's just such a good track and done really well. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I, I thought the whole release was fantastic. And I just absolutely loved everything about it. Uh, this is a fun dance number uh, that has just some charm and spirit to it. And I, I really wound up enjoying it. Uh, it. It is in contention for my favorite track of the week. There, there's like one or two more that we'll talk about that I really wound up liking about as much as this. Um, but this was an obvious and very easy plus sign for me. And I am so happy to see these ladies on here and am always eager to see what they do next because they are fantastic. We just talked about the fantastic. They are they are excellent. There you go. <laughs> They're not the rampage. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they could rampage. I guess that'd be very I mean, interesting to see. <laughs> are you sure they're not generational? <laughs> it could be. But all joking aside, like you guys both just echoed here, this is probably their best work that we've we've heard from in a while. It's not overextending what they need to do. But it's not 
really underdeveloping and doesn't show like they're phoning it in, so to speak. Baby U has um, a lot of the really good vocals that I've really, really appreciated from Fudanjiku. The only thing that I did not really like was the Katsudan, the punk version. And because of the fact that, you know, Gray, you're the one that really pointed me out to this. And I just ended up really hating it after the fact that it got pointed out. But I do not like talking stuff in my music anymore. It's something that I've developed over over the course of the last several months now. But it's been really noticeable, especially with idol stuff, that they start doing that a lot more. And I really, really don't like it, but it is what it is at this point. Yeah, I, and I will say it's like, you know, there's something that I don't like much either, but I, I will say, like, I don't know. It seems like we've covered a lot of it in the past few weeks, and I have just grown to tune it out. I, I hate to do it. Um, but I, I just, like, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't notice it. And nearly unfortunately, as much as I used you to. know. You shouldn't tune it out because of the fact we're judging these songs. No, you're you're 100 right. I shouldn't, but it's just I, my brain has like you're not gonna like this. Start ignoring it now. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a safety you know, mechanism. That that that's not good. You should be <laughs> you should you should be unresolved at all times here. <laughs> but. Regardless, with Baby U, this week it's a lovely 15,199 copies here. And going on up to something that we'll all have feelings about, it is Zenit EP by Zool. Now, this is part of the idolish game and franchise. And, who boy. You know, we just came across them earlier in the year with Imperial Chain. But this was not good. <laughs> no, it was not good. I did not care for Zenit in the slightest. And I wanted to like Zool. You know, I wanted to give them a chance, but I just really could not get into Zenit and just. I don't also have much to say about it. It just wasn't for me. Nothing really drew me in with it. And it's very unfortunate. Uh, I also didn't like Zenit. I, I felt like that was just... It, it's so... I I listened to this whole thing. It's four different songs. Um, Black Tiger, Insomnia, Sunrise, and Writing. And I, I defy you to tell me the difference between any of the tracks. Like They all they sounded the same. They tried hard at different <laughs> octaves. <laughs> and, you know, that that's my whole thing with this particular release, is they're trying way too hard for something that is doesn't need to be this hard. I'm using quotations here for it. And like you yeah. said, can you hear a, a rhythm? I'm using quotes here. A rhythm game style of track with these? Not really. I think it'll detract everything. <laughs> I I mean, I can kind of hear it a little bit, I guess, but it sounds... I, I, I would not want to play the game where, you know, this is the track you're trying to play to because it's so chaotic. There's just... There's, it's well, I mean, Rosalie also, uh, Rosalie also does that, but that doesn't really. <laughs> stop yeah, but Rosalie is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and well, also, we're the wrong crowd for this game as well because it's Idolish 7, and uh, we're not with the husbandos. <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I like, you know, Utena Prince Sama. Like, sometimes I enjoy a good Husbando that, that, release. That's apples and oranges, though. That's like saying Love Live and Idol Master. Okay, that is apples and oranges. You're right about that one. Yeah, no, because Idolish and, and, and um, Utena Prince Sama is totally different companies. So, <laughs> but regardless... You know, it sold well because of the fans of it, because of Husbandos. I felt the same way. It's just all over the place, and it doesn't need to be that serious. But regardless, it sold 16,037 copies here. And going on up to number four, it is Tsukiyomi and Idori. 
not much more we can say about this release. We'll probably see it at the Kohaku at this point. It's sad to say this, but I have a feeling we'll see this. This one of these two songs being sung by King and Prince for the Kohaku. So, but regardless, this week it sold a lovely eighteen thousand two hundred and thirty-three copies, going on up to number three. It is. Koko ni wa nai mono by Nogizaka46. Now, this was number one last week, and you were not here, Gray. So just give your thoughts of how you felt about this release. Uh, yeah, so going back and doing the end of the year podcast, you know, uh, one of the, you know, Nogizaka at the top of the year released, actually, and I really, really liked this. And I think this is just as good. Koko Niwa Naimono is really good. I really enjoyed this uh, track. I think the whole release is pretty solid, Um, but I think they did lead with the strongest song, and that that's something I'm always asking them to do. Is you know you need to lead with your best foot forward, and they definitely did this with Koko Niwa Naimono. So I thought this was a great release overall and really great track uh it's nice to see nogizaka 46 ending the year on a very strong note and i'm very happy uh with this release i thought it was fantastic yeah no and we both actually really like this release overall so you know they ended the year very very strong with kokuniwa naimono but Regardless, this week it still sold very well at 47,831 copies here. Going on up to number two, it is Blue Moon by Niju. And I just got to say this. You know, we were the biggest, one of the biggest outliers of haters of Niju. And by goodness, Blue Moon is probably not, if not their best song you know, this year, just in general, I think this is their best song that they ever released. I agree. I honestly, I loved Blue Moon. I thought it was very good. Their vocals were strong and they slowed it down. And it showed that it really showed a different side of them that we have not yet to hear. And I would like to see them show the side more often because, I mean, you really do hear the girls vocals in it and it does make a big difference when they slow it down and i also enjoyed the composition to blue moon it's not just that it was slow but i think the vocals matched very well to the composition yeah who knew niju could sing right (laughs) i was not expecting i knew i knew i just i knew they could sing really i just really didn't think like you know biases aside that we might have towards k-pop they're all fantastic singers but it's just that the fact that the composition and the dance moves take over 99 percent of what makes k-pop popular we don't unfortunately see that yeah and and you know blue moon I, i agree with ken this is easily their best release uh, that they've done. I don't think it's much of a competition. Uh, this was really good. This was shockingly good. I, I wound up really enjoying this. Uh, Already Special is also a really good song. So Blue Moon and Already Special were both on this release yeah. and they were both fantastic. I, I really liked both of them. I think they're equally good. And I was really surprised by this. I've not hit the plus sign on this, but I might I, I might go back and hit the plus sign on this one because it, it is that good and these girls really killed it. I would like I would I agree with Luna. I'd like to see a side the side of them more often. I, I, they're always going to do their pop and lock stuff. That's what they're known for. That's what sells. I, I get it a hundred percent. But I like seeing this way more, and I love to hear these I, girls' I, vocals. I mean, me and you feel the same way towards not just Niju, just all of the K-pop stuff at this point. True, whenever, very true. Whenever, whenever any K-pop artist has not done that and just really focused on their vocals and slowed it down, we ended up loving it. Hey, we ended up loving a really great BTS song because of the fact that they slowed it down and realized much more on the vocals compared to everything else. But unfortunately that's not what k-pop gets popular from and it's sad that 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 happens but it is what it is you know for me 
I want them to sing this song at the Kohaku. I really do. I think it would be very, very nice for them to sing this song at the Kohaku. But I know for a fact they are just going to sing clap, clap, clap. And I am going to go to sleep, sleep, sleep when I hear that. Yeah. No, I. It's unfortunate, but it is what's going to happen. I agree. And. And it's it kind of upsets me in the sense because all the K-pop songs that get popular are the dancey pop and lock stuff that don't showcase the vocals. But years ago, it was opposite. The really big songs yeah, in K-pop, it was ballads. <laughs> and artists showcase their ballads. An example, Lena Park is probably one of the most amazing vocalists, and she always concentrated on that. Park Wa Yobi. I mean, there were so many... Korean artists who did really well in Japan and sold it There's off a... their slow songs and their vocals, and then it really did change. And you can tell There's when it a... changed. But There's a tipping point, and I think it really happened when the first semi-break of Big Bang happened. Yeah. And I, I think that's the major point there, because you know you got 2pm and 2am, that, that generation was starting to come up around the same time, yep. and Super Junior was also getting around that same time. But that's neither the hero point there, because if we start this point, we're not going to end. So No, but. no, but I, I see your point, because like, I would love to see Niju sing Blue Moon at Kohaku. I think this would be a great way to showcase it. It's very befitting for the season. But we all know yes. they're going to sing Clap Clap because of the style and the popularity it really had. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And that's that's unfortunate. But regardless, Blue Moon sold the wonderful 161,307 copies, which tells you what the general audience probably wants more. I think this is a much better song, in my opinion. Granted, it is going up against number one, but number one didn't sell all that well as well. So, but let's get into number one here, and it is Soka by Kiss My Fiddle. And it's a winter love ballad by a Johnny's group. I kind of don't know what to say here because of the fact that I've heard a bunch of winter love ballads by a Johnny group years prior. I think it's still a really good release and something that we obviously need around this time because we haven't heard one sung by a Johnny's artist this year. So it's good that Kiss My Foot uh, Futo had a much, much more clear market to garner on comparatively so than years prior. Ken, I appreciate that because you make a really good point. And I, I, I really did enjoy Soka, but at the same time, it it's your typical winter love ballad and i i'm a sucker for those it's like i guess you could say the popcorn movies that you know what it's going to be it's going to be one of those generic movies but you love it and you can't help but love it and that's really what soka is and it's been done over and over again but you still get suckered in especially during the season and it it's a great release for this time of season and you know, Johnny's is gonna have their art one of their artists put out a winter ballad. I mean, why not? Tis the season, you know? And I think Kiss My Futo did a great job with Soka. I think the vocals were good, the nice melody. Has it been done before? Absolutely over and over. Do I like it? Yeah. It, it's it's just one of those things I just can't help but sit back and you know, eat eat popcorn and listen to it type of thing and i really do wish more johnny's was streaming because this would be in my winter playlist yeah you know this is one of the things I, you know i love more johnny's just to stream period because I, I really love their music and you know you know we'll talk about them on the show uh and you know sometimes i'll go back on you youtube and and re-watch it or re-listen to it or something like that but you know then i kind of move on with my life because uh, I, I do most of my music listening through Apple Music. It's just convenience for me. You know, it's, it's there and I can, you know, listen to it you without know, my phone being on. What's funny is you say that, but the opposite is also true in Japan. YouTube music is hella popular. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I thought about, man, there was a brief period where I thought about doing you, like uh, the YouTube music because I know it's popular. 
uh, and there, there, we'd have you know just as much, we might even have more to listen to because the Johnnies would be there. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I, I loved this release. I thought it was fantastic. This is, uh, you know, I think this is, style of music is kind of becoming a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, just this nice, beautiful ballad with great vocals back to it. it, it it's really good. Yeah. They play it safe. They hit the notes. Uh, maybe a, maybe a winter tracks when you're not going to be doing something. You're not going to you're not going to be trying hard. <laughs> yeah, but unless you're Zool, unless you're Zool. But yes, the, the this is a great track, and I loved it. I, I thought it was really good. The guys really killed it uh, with the vocals. I think this might be their best vocal performance of the year. Uh, but. You know, it, it, it's that time of year, and I, I love this. I thought it was wonderful, uh, really good. Uh, if it was on Apple Music, easy plus sign. Uh, sadly, it's not. So, uh, But if you're a Johnny's fan, I think this is a crowd pleaser. Yeah, regardless, it sold very, very well at 243,221 copies here. And let's kind of just slowly go over to the albums here real fast to see if anything kind of took attention from it and it doesn't really look like that you know Eni is number one but it sold only 240,000 copies so overall I think it's just because of the winter season and travel is taking effect here it was just wasn't a really good release to go on and what's bad is you know Sky High his the debut album was also out and it didn't really do so well too it only sold 8,000 copies here I'm kind of sad about that. I, I really thought his his album would do a little bit more here. But regardless, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ongaku Do You. Be prepared next week as it is our end of the year podcast. It is going to be a big one because we are going to talk about our favorite songs and artists of the year of 2022. Along with the Oricon charts of what was topping it as well. So be looking forward to that extra long episode next week. But yeah, you can follow us on all social media platforms on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow us on the website at ongakiryu.com. You can follow our affiliates, Corey Hunter, who is a variety streamer. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our affiliate, Timber Taff, who is a variety streamer in and of himself. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Timber Taff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister Luna Rose, who is probably very excited about all the Final Fantasy news that's coming out. And like, I, like I said, I gotta finish Crisis Core here, and I'm pretty sure if she was going to play Crisis Core, she'd probably love it as well. <laughs> but you can check her out at Twitch.tv/RainstarKitty. R A I N S C A R K I T T Y. You can also check out our Smuck Arthur Fangirl has no name. You can check her out at Twitch. TV slash Fangirl has no name. F A N G I R L H A S N L N A M E. You can also check out the podcast where me, Timber, and Fangirl talk about all the gaming stuff at Podosaurus. This past episode, we talked about a wonderful hodgepodge of things. We talked about RE Village, our final reviews of it, and Memory of Rose, and how we thought about it. We also talked about uh, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, and how Miraidon is not separate in an evolution of Rhydon. And we also talked about Ratchet and Clank and the lovely Twitch Roundup and PlayStation Roundup. If you want to check out all that news of what I just said into the Netherverse, there, just check out. Potosaurus by looking up Koryu Hunter, same as his Twitch handle, on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, and I about Robocop, and Robo, and Joshi Pro Wrestling. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So if you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. And you, Luna? You can find me on several social medias, such as the Twitters, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, Letterboxd, as Luna Maria87, L U N A M A R I A87, and Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram. You can see what I've been watching, what I've been listening to, and photos of my really cute cats because they've been adorable lately. But yeah, 
I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ongakudu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope everyone has a great rest of your week and stay warm with the winter weather. Jamatane. And this is great. Hope everyone has a wonderful, happy holidays, and we'll be right back here next time. Bye bye.